You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode two. Hey there, welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and I am honored and grateful that you are allowing me to spend a little bit of your day with you. In this episode, we are going to dive into the first of the six Impact PMO Leader Mindsets. But before you listen, if you have not listened to episode zero, an introduction that gave you a little bit of background about me, or episode one that set the stage for the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Shifts that we need to make, go back and check out those episodes. Don't worry, they're pretty short. They're typical commuting distance, that is, unless you work from home. And they will help you kind of frame your thinking as we start digging into the Impact PMO Leader Mindsets, which we're gonna start doing today. Now, in the last episode, I set the stage a little bit by giving you some research that I had myself found when I was looking at the state of the PMO and trying to understand the challenges and the ways that people are implementing the PMO and what's working and what's not. I also talked to you a little bit about this reset of the PMO that I think is going to be critical to the future of the PMO concept and the PMOs that our organizations really need, which are impact-driven, impact-focused organizations that are driving that high return on investment. And then I gave you a little sneak preview of this Impact PMO Leader Mindset Framework that I use and apply in a lot of my teaching and consulting that I do with students. I wanna make sure that they have the right foundational mindsets that I think are critical before you start doing anything to build a PMO, rescue a PMO, or even as you're running your day-to-day of the PMO you already have in place. I've shared these mindsets with executives, business leaders, and even some of my peers and colleagues in the PMO training and consulting space. And the feedback is clear. If you want to build a PMO that is going to become a critical strategic asset to helping your organization deliver on their strategic goals, these mindsets are foundational, necessary, and game changers. Now to help you apply these mindsets, I've created some resources that you can download and use as a checklist and reference guide as you're putting these techniques into place. So make sure for this episode, you go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 002. Go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 002 to see the content of this episode and to download your resource to help you apply this mindset shift we're talking about today around instilling focus. Each one of these individual episodes will have a resource that you can use to help you apply everything that I'm talking about on the episode. So for today, just make sure to go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 002 to download today's resource. Okay, so let's dig into these mindsets. There are six of them, and we're going to dive deep on the first one today. That first one is instilling focus. 
so that you can set the strong foundation for your own leadership capabilities and the mindsets of those working in your PMO and interacting with the PMO. So what does it mean to instill focus? Okay, if you're anything like me, you like to have about 50 things going on at once. After all, there's always a little downtime on this project or that one, and that's just enough time for you to squeeze in some more work on this initiative over here and that one over there. Yeah, that's the story of my life. But here's what I've always found to be true. When I slow down and focus on just one thing at a time, I can get so much more done in the long run. And if you're completely honest with yourself, you probably know this to be true for you too. As much as we want to think that we are all multitaskers and that we are really good at doing a lot of things at once, the real truth, the data, the research will tell you there really is no such thing as multitasking. What we're doing is a lot of task switching back and forth between the various things we're trying to do. And every time we have to do one of those task switches, we are really creating a lot of rework and lost productivity in that process. So when you're listening to the conference call and writing an email and trying to have a conversation with somebody in the room, you are doing all of them poorly. And I mean, be really honest with yourself, right? The minute you get called on to answer a question on one of those conference calls, you have no idea what was going on. So when we're being really honest with ourselves, we know that this task switching is wasting our time. It's like having to reboot your computer every time you want to switch from Word to Excel to PowerPoint. That's essentially what's going on in your brain. Now let's extrapolate this concept to the PMO and to the project portfolio that you might be overseeing. Every one of the projects that you have going on in your PMO, the projects to create PMO services and capabilities, for example, implement those templates or tools, or even when you're managing projects, every time that you are switching between one of those activities and another one of those activities, you are creating extra cycles. So you wanna be super careful about when and how you do that. And as we get into my system for building a high impact PMO, I'll show you how you can effectively order the work that you're doing amongst the different tasks, amongst the different services and projects so that you don't create this over task switching kind of an environment. Now think about it from the perspective of your project teams. As your project team resources are switching between one project they're working on to another or bouncing back and forth between 15 different meetings every week and trying to get some work done and, oh, by the way, listening to a conference call while they're checking emails, etc., you get the idea. Things get kind of chaotic. Now let's add on top of that, are we even working on the right projects in the first place? Are we even building the right services and capabilities in the first place? So not only do you have the situation where you are task switching back and forth amongst all of these things, which quite frankly can make you quite dizzy, ineffective, and not able to truly get something done so that you can show your value as a PMO, you on top of that may not even be working on the right projects at all. So when we think about what we're doing and how we're doing it from an instilling focus perspective, we want to look at how many different threads do we have running at the same time? 
And is that the best use of our time? And then layer on top of that, what kind of work we're focusing our energy on? Because the work that we're focusing our energy on should be the kind of work that solves business problems. When you're starting a PMO, most of what you learn or read in courses suggests that you should start by building a charter and creating your vision and mission. Or even worse, they'll say, well, you've got to make sure you know what type of PMO you're building. And only once you know the type or the model, will you be able to build the right PMO. And then it's off to building your PMO, creating a bunch of process, methodology, and templates. Sadly, this is missing the most important step in the process of building and running a PMO. And it assumes that you as the PMO leader already know what's best for the organization. But in much of the literature and courses that you will find out there, there's no defined process to ask the very most important and simple question that you've got to ask about your PMO and what it should be doing. Now, successful PMO leaders understand that they don't have all the answers. We have no business creating anything, any services, any capabilities, implementing tools, templates, process, etc., until we've determined what the business problem or opportunity is that our PMO is addressing. The most important step when starting or refreshing your PMO is ensuring that you have answered the very simple question, why is the PMO here and what business problem or opportunity must be solved? First things first. We must assess the organization for impact opportunities to understand the purpose of the PMO. Before you start creating the list of services that your PMO will provide or start building that templates and tools and process stuff, you need a mission, a greater purpose that you are fulfilling through this PMO construct. And by the way, the PMO is not the answer to all things. So once you truly ask the question, why do they want us to set up a PMO? Why do we think the PMO is the right answer? It all goes back to what is that business problem that you're solving? Your mission as a PMO leader and as a PMO is not to manage projects. Your mission is not to create templates and tools. Your mission is to get outcomes that positively impact the organization you serve by driving overall greater throughput and higher return on investment for every bit of energy, money, resources, time, and focus that is put into the changes that you're responsible for overseeing. And to do that, you need to be very, very clear on the business pain points, the challenges, or the new opportunities that your PMO will help solve. You've got to get crystal clear on that before you do anything else. And even if you do think that you know what's best for the organization, you're probably wrong. And I say that because if you haven't asked, if you haven't done the work, if you haven't done the digging, if you haven't had the conversations, then you're really just guessing based on possibly the symptoms that you see as opposed to the root causes that would yield a greater impact if they were addressed first. Don't guess. We must not assume that we know what's best for the organization. And whether you've been there one month or 20 years, you still aren't inside the heads of the business leaders that are creating this opportunity for the PMO in the first place. So ask them, talk to them a lot. They will eventually tell you what you need to know, but you must be listening for it because sometimes it's not obvious or on the surface. 
Sometimes the real reasons the PMO has been started isn't even for the reasons that they've been telling everyone the PMO is there. And that could be conscious or subconscious, but you don't know if you're not having the right conversations and asking the right questions. So we have got to listen intently for that truth and keep peeling back the layers until we find it. And that means we've got to stop telling, talking, selling, and convincing people that the PMO is the answer and just listen, observe, and pay attention to the subtleties, the real with them, what's in it for me, for them with the PMO will come out if you are digging for it and looking for it. Now, often I'll have people say to me, but what if I do know what's best for them? And my answer to that is who cares? Not them. Sometimes people won't take the medicine they really need until they trust that it's really going to make them feel better. So make them feel better first. Solve some easier to reach pain points for them to build trust in you that you can help them and that you will help them and that you will reduce the pain. Find something they've talked about that makes sense for you and your team to help solve and then go do that. Then you can get their engagement to consider the medicine that they really need. But even when you do start giving them that medicine, you must do so in a way that is still very focused on the outcomes more than the process. Okay, so there's more to come on that as we dig into the next steps. So when we're thinking about instilling focus, step one was solving business problems, right? Solve the business problem or the opportunity that they've identified. Number two is driving laser focus on what your PMO creates. And this means we've got to avoid trying to do too many things at once. Remember when I was talking about that multitasking and having too many things going on and doing poorly on all of them? You will only overwhelm yourself and your team and your stakeholders won't even be able to digest all the change that you're trying to shove at them anyway. So it's best if we slow down and an impact PMO leader understands that it's your job to ensure that the team is dedicated to doing one thing at a time. Build it, drive impact, get results, and then you can focus on the next thing. Use that impact momentum from the first thing you delivered to continue to build that credibility with them and move them then to that next service or capability or way that you're helping to deliver value. And the organization will then be ready to take on that next change because you gave them enough time to digest the first one that you put in front of them. That's one of the big mistakes that PMO leaders make and one that I used to make very early in my career because I would be in this position where I really wanted to help my stakeholders address all of their problems. I really wanted to say yes to everything. And then I found that there was just no way that I was going to be successful delivering everything all at once. And when you try, you get back to that whole conversation around being on the conference call and checking your phone and trying to write an email and trying to listen to someone talk to you in front of you. You're not doing any of them well. So Instead, focus on creating the one thing and then roll that thing out, give it some time to be digested by the organization, let them feel the change shift that they're making, the improvement they're experiencing, and then do the next thing. And as you're thinking of this singularly focused mindset, know that it's not enough for you to have a singularly focused mindset alone. Your team must also get laser focused on driving impact with you. 
help them by coaching and guiding them on the priorities and connecting the work that they are already doing to that why, that business purpose of the PMO. Because the clearer that you can make the finish line, the outcome that will be achieved when the work they're doing is realized, the faster you can drive everyone towards it. Okay, the next step, we sort of started touching on this a little bit. And it's a concept I call, don't boil the ocean. When we're starting out with a new PMO or repairing an existing one, we're trying to build credibility in the organization and get our PMO the needed recognition and support it needs to become that sustainable, impact-driving business unit that a PMO should be. And by the way, I did say business unit. We're going to talk a lot about the fact that your PMO should be treated as a business unit, not a temporary endeavor, if we want to truly be a sustainable organization. So more to come on that when I start talking about business unit versus project team and business plan versus business charter. So look forward to that in a future episode. Okay, so... Many PMO leaders do the right thing by assessing the organization for those impact opportunities. They'll talk to stakeholders about the business pain points, and then sometimes they make the fatal mistake that I remember making years ago, the mistake that leads to so many PMOs failing to meet expectations. So here I was in an organization that had me build a PMO for a particular business unit, and that PMO was really successful, especially considering that it was the first time and the only time that a PMO had been set up successfully in this particular business unit. So they said, okay, well, you've done it over there. So now it's time to do the enterprise-wide PMO for the entire organization. And I was super excited about the opportunity. So I did that work to meet with business leaders in different parts of the organization and assess their pain points, talk to them about where and how the PMO could provide value. I did a lot of listening and not so much talking. I did share with them the goals that I had and the things that I wanted to try and do, but most of the conversation was answering their questions and hearing from them what it is that they really needed. And then this is where I went wrong. I said, yes, we can do that. And yes, we can do that. And business leader over here, yes, we can do that and that and that. And before you know it, I had set the expectation that all of these capabilities and services that each of these business units needed were all going to get done and all at once. And I had all of these stakeholders that were upset with me because their services weren't getting delivered fast enough. And instead, I should have set expectations when I was having those conversations to say, okay, yes, this is something we can do. And what we will do is we will put this on the list of potential initiatives. And then we will get all of these business leaders, stakeholders together in one room to have a discussion around prioritization. That would have been the smart thing to do. And of course, this is what I recommend now, and this is what I would do in PMOs after that time. But in that situation, in that role, I was so excited to be given the opportunity to make a huge impact with the PMO, and I really wanted to do everything. But of course, you can't, and you certainly can't do it all at once, because of course, I didn't have unlimited funding, unlimited resources, unlimited time. I was trying to find ways to show value and show value early. And this was a heavily political environment. And if I didn't do well 
in pleasing each of these business unit stakeholders, I wouldn't be around long. So I felt this strong sense of urgency to help them quickly. And that put me in a really bad spot because I started saying, yes, we can do that without adding. And here's what it will take or and here's when we can do it. So that's the critical thing to remember is how you set those expectations. And of course, our hearts are in the right place when we do this, when we say this, yes, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And the fear of not pleasing everyone puts us in this painful position of not knowing what to say no to. And then we find ourselves struggling with making a dent in all of these promises that we made, or we spread ourselves so thinly that we don't sleep and we take on this huge level of responsibility ourselves because we can't possibly get it all done. And that desire to say yes is completely normal. After all, how can you build credibility if you don't address the pain? And I'm the first one to tell you that you don't have a long time to make an impact. Your business leaders will not give you a year or two years to begin to show value. You've got to show value quickly. I get that. And many leaders are super impatient and have forces pressing upon them to get those results quickly. So you won't have months and months or years of building and building before you show any value and create that return on investment that they've made in you and your PMO team. However, you must be thoughtful about where you focus first. You will please no one if you fail to deliver quality solutions that get results to your business leaders. So you've got to slow down and focus on one thing at a time. So not boiling the ocean, the term I like to use for this, means find that most important pain point or opportunity to show value. Then focus on that until you solve that problem. Then you move on to the next one and focus on that until it's done. This means that you might have to say yes to starting with one business unit and then yes, you are next in line to the next business unit. And all along, you're building credibility in a sustainable way without losing your sanity or making promises you can't keep because you do what you say you are going to do. Now, I understand that it is so hard to contain both our excitement and desire and pace ourselves appropriately. But just remember that while saying yes, but just not yet to a stakeholder is much better than saying yes and then failing to deliver or delivering poorly. Your goal is building credibility and delivering impact. And that means you must get it right and getting it right takes time and focus. You will be a lot more effective as a PMO leader if you put one pot of water on the stove at a time instead of trying to boil the entire ocean at once. All right. The next technique that I wanted you to think about today is about balancing tactics and strategy. The impact PMO leader understands that they must find that delicate balance between tactics and strategy and know when and how to focus on each to make the impact you're looking to make. Many of us have heard our business leaders or our bosses say, be more strategic to support the business. And what the heck does that mean anyway? Sometimes they'll say, well, you're just not thinking about the big picture, or you're just not able to help us define and deliver on our strategy. And in some cases that might be okay 
if you're running a tactical or functionally focused PMO, not everybody needs to be strategic. But if you're hearing them talk about the fact that the PMO and your role needs to be more strategic, then we need to understand what the heck that means. And it might be that we actually do clearly understand the strategy of the organization and how our projects and our PMO work connect to that strategy. But then when we open our mouths, we throw a bunch of project management speak at them and start talking about how we're going to process the heck out of their strategy delivery. And in other cases, we've been so busy focusing on the trees, the tactics of getting the projects done, that we haven't taken any time to see the forest, that bigger picture strategy. When we do that, we can't help the business leaders effectively drive that decision-making across the entire portfolio because we don't know how to guide them on that journey. So even if your PMO's focus is more tactical and helping them to functionally manage projects, they do need your help as a PMO leader with that bigger picture strategy. And they've got to know that you can see that bigger picture as well as how to get it done. So that's the balance we're looking for. That's the balance the impact PMO leader understands. They understand that we've got to connect the work we're doing, the projects we're doing, the services and capabilities we create for the PMO, the projects we oversee and support for the organization to that overall bigger picture strategy and understand not just how to see that alignment, but how to communicate effectively that alignment of every bit of work you're doing in the organization to that overall goal and strategy. And you have to be able to roll up your sleeves and see how the work you're doing can be tactically and functionally delivered. When you understand the overall strategy and where the business is going, you're better positioned to help the organization realize their desired outcomes. And you can help drive decisions more effectively and guide your project teams through that impact delivery process when you create that right focus. But if we stay 100% focused in the clouds, we can't turn that strategic vision into impact. And the strategic perspective is meaningless. So when you can balance both, then you are so much more effective to your organization because you can say, okay, here's that alignment. Here's what we're trying to do. Now, how are we tactically and practically going to make that happen? How are we going to get it done? Okay, there you have it. Those are the techniques inside the instilling focus step of the impact PMO leader mindsets. Number one was solve business problems. Number two was driving laser focus on the work you do and create for your organization. Number three was don't boil the ocean when one pot on the stove at a time will do. And number four was balancing tactics and strategy. Make sure you download the resource that goes with this episode right from our website, pmostrategies.com forward slash zero zero two so that you've got the checklist and the resources right in front of you to remind you of how you can put in place this Impact PMO Leader Mindset. Thank you so much for being a part of our Impact community and make sure that you hit subscribe so that you are notified as soon as our next episode is available. And if you like what you are hearing, please make sure to leave a rating and review to share your insights and your aha moments and how what you're learning here helps you make a bigger impact in your organization. 
And be sure to join our PMO podcast Facebook group where I'm going to be sharing extras and running different contests and listening to your feedback on what you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode. And finally, thank you so much for allowing me to spend a little bit of your day with you. Thank you for being a part of our community. And I hope you have a high impact day. Bye-bye for now.